It's time. It's time for And the Gavel Will Rock. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. In this Rebel courtroom, the best in hard rock and metal will stand trial. And the Gavel Will Rock starts now. Here are your hosts, Jason Voorhees and Aaron Savage. Oh, yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of And the Gavel Will Rock. I am your co-host, Jason Voorhees, and with me today is my co-host, Aaron Savage, as well as a very special guest, Mr. Freddie Dirt. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> How you doing, gentlemen? What's up, well, Fred? <laughs> we are your courtroom for all things heavy metal, and in this room, there's no man. stone good. left unturned. Every aspect of the metal hard rock universe is on the table, whether it be classic albums, hit singles, band lineups, metal genres, fan bases, etc. You name it, we got it. It's a show like no other. We promise to provide an epic spirited debate with each new episode. With that being said, on this week's docket, we have two very iconic records. The time has come, guys, to celebrate the legend of Ronnie James Dio. Today, we will somehow try and figure out a winner between two incredibly superb albums. Those records are Black Sabbath's Heaven and Hell and Dio's Holy Diver. So which Dio-led album rocks harder? The one that revitalized one band's career or the one that cemented the front man's name into a rock and roll icon? So without further ado, let's get this party started. So, Freddie, why, why don't yeah. you tell everybody uh, a little bit about yourself? <laughs> Uh, well, by day, I work in healthcare administration. That's the boring part, and the boring part's short. Uh, you know, I do all my fun stuff at night. Um, I'm a writer. Um, I write sports articles. I've written a couple children's books. Um, I do uh, social media marketing for my brother's art page, Abbey Art Studios. And um, I am... Uh, a Sabbath super fan. I've listened to Sabbath since uh, I was 16. Uh, see my show notes here. So I was a lifelong fan, but you know, when you're pushing 40, really who's counting, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, that, and why don't you tell everybody that's why you're here today to defend heaven and yes, hell sir. as the quintessential deal album. <laughs> Absolutely. Because you're a Sabbath fanatic, uh, right? Yeah. Pretty much the whole catalog, you know, uh, uh. Ozzy, Dio, uh, uh, Angel, and uh, you know, everything after that, not so much. Okay. And uh, obviously, Jay, as you know, I'm here to uh, provide counsel for yeah, Dio's Holy Diver, which I believe is the quintessential Dio album. Um, okay. So... so, Jay, this is your courtroom. <laughs> Why don't you take over? Hear you, hear you. You're the judge. All You're right. the jury. <laughs> Okay, so as the judge, the time has come to get this courtroom battle started. So let's hear from our counsel as they'll now give opening statements. So uh, Aaron, as uh, has become a custom, why don't you go up first and you're in defense of Holy Diver. Let's hear your opening statement. All right, so uh, as I said, I'm here to provide counsel for Dio's quintessential album, Holy Diver. Uh, I believe it is the best album in the Theo catalog, whether we're talking his time in Elf, uh, Rainbow, Black Sabbath, or with his band Dio. Um, bottom line is this. There's not an album that represents Dio more than Holy Diver. And, and possibly it represents heavy metal as much as any heavy metal album. Um, I mean, that's not to disrespect Heaven and Hell, because, Fred, I'm going to be honest, I'm a Sabbath fanatic also. Sabbath is right there amongst my favorite bands, like top five. Like, I'm a Guns N' Roses is my all-time favorite, you know, some other bands, but Sabbath is right there. And I, I probably listen to Sabbath more than any other band. That being said, I define Sabbath with Ozzy more than Dio. Um, I love the Ozzy Sabbath. Um, Heaven and Hell is an amazing, amazing record. Don't get me wrong. And it totally revitalized Sabbath's career. But you can't touch the first six Sabbath albums. If there is a Dio album that could possibly come close, it would be Holy Diver more than Heaven and Hell. 
bottom line and maybe exceed some of those albums as well. Um, like I said, Heaven and Hell is great. The epic song Heaven and Hell is the best song on the album. Some other great tracks on it. Children of the Sea. But, you know, when we get into some of the deeper cuts, I just don't think it matches up to Holy Diver. Holy Diver was Dio at his baddest, at his meanest, at his most pissed off, while maintaining everything that made Ronnie James Dio, Ronnie James Dio. Ronnie James Dio was the first guy in metal that really brought that whole fantasy aspect to the genre, more than any other artist, going back to his time in Elf. I mean, he, he Dio kind of came came of age when Dungeons and Dragons was popular in America and things like that and fantasy. And he really put that into the lyrics and you noticed it on heaven and hell big time, you know, neon nights, you know, protectors of the realm, you know, it was a lot of fantasy, but you know what? It wasn't as based in reality as Holy Diver, which I liked. Holy Diver gave us that fantasy, but also made it relevant to the real world. The song starts off with the album starts off with stand up and shout which wasn't so much fantasy, although it could be fantasy as well, as far as like defining, you know, going to battle, stand up and shout, you know, you can do it. It, it, a very motivational song, but it was so pissed off. And it was really just Dio addressing how pissed off he was about not being in Sabbath anymore. I mean, the lyrics start off, first of all, you start off with that awesome Vivian Campbell riff. And then he starts off, it's the same old song. You've got to be somewhere at some time. They never let you fly. It's like broken glass. You get cut before you see it, so open up your eyes. You've got desire, so let it out. You've got the power, stand up and shout. It's almost like he's addressing it to the guys in Black Sabbath that he felt maybe were holding him back. In other words, when, when Dio left Sabbath with Vinnie Apathy, it was him wanting to spread his ring, wings and start his own project and finally represent himself. He had always played second fiddle. He had his band Elf, which never really achieved any kind of mainstream success. All the members of Elf kind of morphed into R Richie Blackmore's Rainbow which is why it was called Richie Blackmore's Rainbow. Again, Dio playing second fiddle. Uh, before they ever toured, all the Elf guys who recorded that album were all fired, leaving only Dio with Richie Blackmore and a bunch of new, mus new musicians in the band. Dio did record the legendary Rainbow Rising um, and Long Live Rock and Roll in Rainbow before joining Sabbath. But again, then in Sabbath, he's replacing a legend, Ozzy. So as great as Heaven and Hell was, it was he was never going to live up to what Sabbath did with Ozzy, at least in the, in the eyes of many. He needed to spread his wings and get on by himself. And whatever the reasons that you hear about why he left Sabbath, you know, some people say it was during the recording of the live evil album um, that he was secretly sneaking into the studio late at night with Vinnie Apice and turning up the vocal and drum tracks and pissed off Geezer and Tony Iommi. People blame that. That might be true. Uh, but at the same time, Ozzy was releasing his first uh, solo foray since the death of Randy Rhodes, the Speak of the Devil live album. And that whole album was Sabbath tunes. So now the, the public was having a choice between buying classic Sabbath tunes sung by Dio or buying them sung by Ozzy. Um, and I think Dio just didn't like that. He didn't want to be a part of it. He didn't want to be involved in that. He wanted to have his own legacy. Um, that being said, I, Holy Diver starts with Stand Up and Shout, pissed off. As we go on, the lyrics are pissed off. I'll get more to it as we debate. But my opening statement is that Holy Diver is the definitive Dio album for many of the reasons I've already said and some I still have yet to say, and I will. Um, and I'm going to prove it awesome. in this episode awesome. of And the Gavel Will Rock. That's my opening statement. Okay, Freddie, uh, you're now up in defense of Heaven and Hell. Thank Let's you, Jay. your opening statement. Well, first of all, let me commend Aaron on a fantastic opening statement. I agree with uh, most everything he said Um yeah, <laughs> Holy Diver or, is a fantastic album. Um, Holy Diver, the uh, the title track is is um, it's iconic. And now that I've given you the props, I'm going to go ahead and defend uh, Heaven and Hell. And probably the best way to do that is to go back to before the album was um, started, back to 1979. Um, yeah, you know, where Sabbath Sabbath's best days were behind them. Um, uh, their direction was in question. They just put uh, "Never Say Die" out, and um, like somebody who reviewed it said, it was their big foray into prog rock, which is uh, about as far from the like Sabbath sound, the sound that made Sabbath what they were—the dark, uh, the angry. 
um, and it wasn't very well received. Uh, like get the pick through and get, um, you know, your your good tracks out of there. Uh, it's the least favorite of my albums, and then then they started working on Heaven and Hell with Ozzy, and you know there was just all kinds of turmoil behind the scenes. Um, they were strung out on getting screwed by Patrick Meehan, their manager. He, you know, basically robbed them blind. Um, and when they were doing live performances, like they had Van Halen open them for them, and Van Halen was just outshining them lately. And yeah, just being strung out on drugs, things were a mess. And then Tony Iommi has this chance meeting with Dio. And they get to talking, and then they get to jamming, and suddenly Ozzy's fired, and Dio comes in to take the band in a new direction. Um, so they start reworking the tunes uh, that they had planned for Heaven and Hell that they wrote with Ozzy, and um, Dio starts to, you know, add some of his own touch. You said he added uh, some of the fantasy element. Um, you know, to songs like Neon Lights and Children of the Sea. Um, but with that, they retained some of the uh, some of the darker elements that, um, you know, Tony Iommi and Geezer Butler were famous for uh, uh, with their lyrics. Um, yeah, Heaven and Hell, the, the world is full of kings and queens who blind your eyes and steal your dreams. Just that angry, like, anti-establishment uh, yeah, sentiment. Um, yeah, Lady Evil, the lyrics, um, yeah, the lyrics just, you know, paint Lady Evil as just this dark, you know, typical Sabbath, you know, character in a song. Um, so they, they do the album with, with Dio and they release it. And it brought back the sound. It brought back heavy to Sabbath. They did away with, you know, the, the prog sound of Never Say Die, their last album. And they went back to the heavy. Not only did they go back to the heavy, they went even heavier than they've ever gone with Ozzy, I, I, I feel like. Um, you know, because they opened that album with Neon Lights. And it's just like this. And it's like, wow. Like, you know, that, that blew me away. Um and this, you mentioned before that um, you define Sabbath more with Ozzy than Dio. I agree with that as well, because you know the the definitive songs from Sabbath are you know the Iron Man's, the War Pigs, you know Paranoid was their big hit, Sweet Leaf, you know those songs are unmatched. But you know that Sabbath had faded away. You know they 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 lost their group. They got. You know, strung out on drugs and losing money and things like that. They lost it. Dio came in and brought some of like the, the anger back. Um, yeah. Um, you know, and that's Dio's debut right there. Um, I'll tell you something else that debuted with um with Dio was the metal horns. Um Dio, born uh, Ronnie James Patavona. Uh, he's Italian. He's a paisan like I am. Uh, you know, he said Ozzy had, uh, he did the double peace sign, and he felt like he needed a, a, a hand gesture to, uh, to go along with that and felt like doing a double peace sign would just be a direct ripoff of Ozzy. So he did the, the metal horns, which is, um, in Italian, it's, uh, the sign to ward off the maloiks or the evil eye uh, that his grandmother taught him. And yeah, could you imagine a world without the metal horns? <laughs> it wouldn't be the same. No, I, I can't imagine that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I mean, yeah, they went platinum. That was a sign that Black Sabbath was was back, you know? Uh, I mean, not that platinum is, you know, the, the end all in any discussion, because, you know, as we all know, Kid Rock went platinum seven times. And the only thing that indicates is that you can get lucky if you sample Metallica, uh, Skinner and Pantera in your songs. Oh, man. 
Anyway, I digress. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, this was Dio's debut. Heaven and Hell was, they released Heaven and Hell, and you knew Dio. Dio came in and uh, brought that band back. Um, and that's all I got. That's okay. Okay, so that's your opening statement. Uh, there's my opening statement. Okay, Aaron, uh, do you have any uh, cross-exams or right, cool. uh, motions? Yeah, um, well, I'll, you know, I got a few things I can, I'm going to bring into the table. Um, so like Fred said, um, Dio, you know, Dio came to Sabbath, changed the game for them. I agree. He brought them back from the dead. You know, to me, the first six Sabbath albums are untouchable. Then they kind of lost their way with technical, technical ecstasy and never say die, which I do enjoy those records, but they're definitely not on the level of those first six. But then now just to give an example of, how much more of an impact Holy Diver has had than Heaven and Hell, even saying how Heaven and Hell brought Sabbath back. Just for example, I was re- looking at um, the Rolling Stone, Rolling Stones Magazine's uh, top 100 heavy metal albums of all time. Now, granted, I don't always agree with Rolling Stone. Usually they don't really give a shit about metal, but they did do a top 100 heavy metal albums of all, to- all time. Piece. Um, and in that piece, they ranked Holy Diver as the 16th greatest heavy metal album of all time heaven and hell was ranked 37th on the list um and all but one of the first six sabbath albums with ozzy was ahead of heaven and hell so i mean that just shows to me the impact holy diver has had long term over heaven and hell um other examples i would give are this people hum heaven and hell sing heaven and hell all the time from heaven and hell children of the sea maybe that's the second most one uh other songs that probably have decent popularity amongst the average fan would be Neon Knights and Die Young. But then when we get into the deeper tracks, nobody's really humming Wishing Well, for example. When you look at the, the Holy Diver record and you really dive into this, stand up and shout on the radios all through rock radio today. Holy Diver. Don't talk to strangers. Straight through the heart, Rainbow in the Dark, and Shame on the Night all get you know, radio airplay to this day. Uh, and Rainbow in the Dark is probably the most played of any song on the two records. Granted, it's definitely the most poppy, but it's still an amazing tune. And that being said, even with the popular Rainbow in the Dark on the Holy Diver album, the album top to bottom is heavier than uh, Heaven and Hell. It was definitely Dio, like Fred said, how Heaven and Hell had returned Sabbath to the heaviness. Holy Diver was Dio wanting to be even heavier and wanting to put out a full-fledged heavy metal record. Because like a lot of the Heaven and Hell record does sound like you know seventies hard rock, um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I love the Heaven and Hell record and I love Sabbath, uh, but it wasn't like later Sabbath wasn't doom metal like the early Sabbath, as Fred pointed out. You know, Technical Ecstasy and um, Never Say Die. To me, Technical Ecstasy was even more prog than uh, Never Say Die, but it, it, and it was it was awesome. But it definitely had that seventies sound, um, and they even started using that popular artist that did all the 70s album covers at that time too i can't remember the name right now um the the weird album covers like you saw on technical ecstasy um but that being said heaven and hell still retained a lot of those sounds outside of the classic top four tracks um and lonely as the night was a great song i forget about that one too but overall i mean it, it wasn't top to bottom what holy diver was and uh like i said i mean i was talking about how dio had the fantasy lyrics and how he did maintain them on the Holy Diver record, but how much more the album was also based in reality, but with a real, almost, uh, you know, astral, leaving the body type vibe about it. It was just still very mysterious, which I thought was cool. Like Holy Diver, for example, Dio always said that was about a, about a Christ figure on another planet who had sacrificed himself for his planet, but now wanted to go save Earth, but his people didn't want him to leave. So it was like kind of like... Um, a statement on the selfishness of humanity. Um, and then you had other songs that just also reflected his anger with maybe leaving Sabbath and like wanting to be his own person. Caught in the Middle was another one, the lyrics. Uh, straight Through the Heart was kind of talking about all the bad things in life that happen and you kind of get stabbed straight in the heart. Uh, Invisible told various stories. The first part of the song sounds like it's about abu- an abused teenage girl. The second part of the song sounds like it's about uh, a teenage boy with issues with his parents. 
the third part of the song sounds like Dio's experiences in rock and roll um, and all the problems you run into. And that's why he says, I can be invisible. You've become unseen. And just getting away from it all. So was it double entendre? Or was, was it was he talking about suicide? Um, I, like I just, Dio's lyrics are so deep. You can interpret them so many ways. And I feel like he was never better than he was on the Holy Diver record. Um, and, and then the ultimate classic on the Holy Diver record that doesn't get talked about as much might be Shame on the Night. What an amazing song. Uh, the riffage is amazing and the lyrics are amazing. Um, shame on the night for places I've, I've been and what I've seen. For giving me the strangest dreams. But you never really know just what they mean. Oh, so shame on the night. Shame on you. You've stolen the day, snatched it away. But I saw the sky and I never want to die. Now you know the reason why I said, oh, shame on the night. And then when it gets back, but I digress. Bottom line is, I mean, it was so deep. It was like, it was like on one sense, it could be about nightmares and dreams. On the other side of the coin, it could just be how like when it gets dark and you're trapped in your thoughts, it's dark and silent. And you think about all the terrible things in life and you're kind of trapped in those thoughts at night. So, you know, the night sometimes is the worst time for people. Darkness. Uh, it's just his lyrics were so deep and so amazing. And then I just think it's really cool. There's the little backwards masking on the end of that song where uh, it says crucify the diver. So it's kind of the album coming full circle from the Holy Diver song to the closer shame on the night. At the end, there's a little backwards masking where it's like ah, the diver crucifies backwards. Um, so I, I, another great song, uh, like I said, Rainbow in the Dark, the poppy song. But the lyrics, again, are amazing. It's like the, the lyrics are about isolation. Um like a rainbow in the dark. It's impossible. It's an impossibility. More great lyrics by Dio. You need sunlight to have a rainbow. You, you, you know, you've, you've been going like a rainbow in the dark. Again, it's like isolation, loneliness. Um, so the record is just captivating. And the other thing, too, Dio took a page from Ozzy's book when he left, Sab left Sabbath and hired the relatively unknown young hotshot guitarist, Vivian Campbell, who had been in the new wave of British heavy metal band Sweet Savage, and then here he is making his name with Dio. And like this was pure balls to the wall heavy metal. Um, and Dio's voice was never better. I mean, Gypsy sounds almost like Brian Johnson. He's raspy and high. Um, unless you have anything to add, Fred, I'm gonna you know say this that Holy Diver is the greatest Dio album of all time. And I don't know that I have much to add. <laughs> well, you're right. Um, what you got for me, Fred? Holy Diver is the greatest Dio album of all time. Uh, his solo album, uh, of course. Um, the greatest album fronted by Dio? Uh, no, that's that's gonna be Heaven and Hell. And, um, yeah, you mentioned that you know his songs were so grounded in reality. Um, you know, probably the reason that Heaven and Hell, the song, uh, you know, always appears so much throughout his catalog. You go through his, through all of his live albums, you know, you, um, yeah, you know, one song is consistent that wasn't originally his, and it was Heaven and Hell. Uh, a lot of those live albums, sometimes you'll see you know, you'll see Children of the Sea pop up in there a lot. You'll see Neon Lights in there. Um, yeah, he'll throw in you know, Mob Rules, but every single Dio live album has Heaven and Hell. And yeah, you know, it is so grounded in reality about how you know, you know, religion will you know tell you that you know. You know, you know, you're going to heaven or going to hell, and you know they keep moving. Like, you know, what's good and what's bad, and you know what gets you into heaven, what gets you into hell. Um, yeah, the lover of life's now the sinner. The ending is just the beginning. The closer you get to the meaning, the sooner you'll know that you're dreaming. Like they keep, you know, religion keeps moving the goalpost. That's like that's powerful. Um. Yeah. Well, one thing Dio has always done, and it's never more obvious than on these two records, he always has good and evil. Um, again, like like heaven and hell, rainbow in the dark. The, the, the one theme that's very consistent throughout the record yeah. is the good versus evil theme. It's literally apparent in every song. And on Holy Diver, literally every song, that, that's the theme, that's good and evil that, throughout. But I think the thing that separates Holy Diver was, hold, hold on, let me say one thing. I think the thing that separates Holy Diver 
was that he was so angry. It wasn't just the themes. He had the themes on both records. But with Holy Diver, it was also so personal. Like, he was genuinely pissed off from how things ended with Sabbath, and you could hear it in the songs. That's, to me, what separates these two records. The themes are very consistent throughout. The difference to me is, like, one thing, I think that the, the Heaven and Hell record is a little bit more based on fantasy lyrics because it was just, he was like a foray into that. Like, he kind of invented the genre. But with Holy Diver, he, he stuck with that, but was pissed. And it's, it's so, like, you can interpret it in so many ways. You know, how, how, how many different ways can Neon Knights be interpreted? It's kind of a story. It's a fantasy story of, like, a battle. And, like, it could be, like, a, you, could, you, know, yeah. you could almost watch Game of Thrones footage to that song. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But with Holy Diver, it's it's got those themes, but based in how we can relate to it in our day-to-day lives. You know what I'm saying? Like Rainbow in the Dark could be about any of us. It could be about being lonely, feeling disrespected by yourself. Nobody gets you. You're you're a rainbow in the dark. You don't exist. You know, um, Holy Diver is like I said, a statement on the selfish of humanity. As much as it's a fantasy song, because he, like like I said, it's about his version of a Christ figure on another planet. So the fantasy's there, but it's also kind of a statement. Um, yeah, to me, that's what separates the two records: the anger, the heaviness. The hotshot guitars of Vivian Campbell. I mean, by this time, when Heaven and Hell came out, Sabbath had almost become dinosaurs in the industry. Because, like, it, it's true. Van Halen was blowing Sabbath off the stage every night uh, toward the end of Sabbath's tenure with uh, Ozzy's tenure with Sabbath. And Dio did revitalize that band, but did he revitalize them that much? I don't think Heaven and Hell is as relevant as Holy Diver was at that time. Um, I don't. And I don't. And I think that Dio would have never had the success with Sabbath had he stayed in Sabbath that he achieved when he left, especially in light of what was happening at that time, like with Ozzy having achieved his solo career and the success he had had, he put out the Speak of the Devil album at the same time that Sabbath was coming up with the Live Evil album. So now you had the comparisons that were inevitable. I, 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 and the, the springboard of Dio's career was leaving Sabbath and, and putting the Holy Diver record out. You know, to me, those are the differences. So I didn't well, mean to cut you, you off, Greg, but you just—I had to say that. You, you say that Dio would, <laughs> or wouldn't have had the success he had uh, if he hadn't put out Holy Diver. But I guess the question is, would Dio have had the, that same success uh, if he hadn't joined Black Sabbath, uh, which in turn led him getting fired uh, three years later uh, and becoming so angry that he would, uh, you know, put Holy Diver together? Yeah, there. I'm. It's impossible to answer that precisely, but keep in mind, Dio had already had plenty of success before joining Sabbath, which is why they recruited him. Let's not forget Rainbow Rising is widely considered one of the greatest heavy metals albums of all time. Uh, and I did see a survey that was conducted in the late 70s, some magazine, I don't remember which one, that at one time Rainbow Rising was actually ranked the number one heavy metal album of all time. I think in later um, lists, you know, it's kind of been in the mid hundreds. But it's still on almost every list. Even in that Rolling Stone list, Rainbow Rising is in the top 100 heavy metal albums of all time. And again, that's a Dio front and record. You know, if anything, it's kind of a statement about the Dio's career that he's achieved so much in three different bands with Rainbow, Sabbath, and then his band Dio. So to answer your question, do I think he would have had the same success? I would measure a guess that he probably would have. Did this Sabbath experience help? Probably. Because again, I think it's, I think, everybody has their path and their journey that gets them to where they end up being like all three of us, for example, we are who we are based on everything that happened in our past, the mistakes that we make. That's what makes you who you are. And one thing we know about Dio's journey is that he put second fiddle twice with Richie Blackmore's rainbow. And then in Sabbath and, and he was probably in many ways as talented or more talented than anybody in either band. I mean, arguments, arguments sake. You know, the bottom line is he was wanting to finally be under the shadow of other artists. You know, when he was in Rainbow Rising, obviously, Richie Blackmore had final control. Same thing with the Sabbath. I mean, Geezer Butler always wrote the Sabbath lyrics. And one thing that did change was that when Dio joined Sabbath, now he was the lyricist, which did ease up a lot of the responsibility of Geezer. But if you even if you listen to these two records, one thing you'll notice is that on Heaven and Hell, there's a lot more like jamming. Like there's a lot more musical interludes where there's no vocals. So at the end of the day, it was still not Dio's band. It was Black Sabbath. You know, it was Tony Iommi's band. With with you, you one thing that's a big difference is you listen to Holy Diver. It's very streamlined. 
all the songs, three to five minutes long, almost the only time there's musical breakdowns is for like the mid-song guitar solo and maybe some outros. And usually on the outros, Dio's improvising vocals. Like, stand up and shout! Let it up! Stand up and shout! Like, all the way to the fade out. You know, so you don't have like, like Lonely is the Word, where you have two different breakdowns where Tony Naomi's you know, ripping out solos for a minute and a half. And again, not that there's anything wrong with that, but you can clearly tell that wasn't Dio's band. It was Tony Iommi's band. And, and, and Holy Diver, if anything, that could be a criticism of Holy Diver in one way. Like, Dio didn't give his great band enough time to shine. I mean, he put an all-star band together. Vinny Appice, Jimmy Bain, who's widely considered maybe the most recognizable bassist of next that era, to next to maybe Teaser. Um, and then obviously the young hotshot guitarist Vivian Campbell. I said the operative word there is next to geezer. What's that? <laughs> Again, but we're talking about these records. <laughs> but bottom line is this. You know, on one sense, is that a criticism of Dio on the Holy Dive record that he didn't give his enough band enough time to shine? Or is it just a compliment to how great the band he assembled was? But more importantly, it was clearly Dio's statement that this was his band. This was finally his time to shine. You know, like I said, you listen to the songs, it's Dio. It's all Dio. The band is very much in the background, as great as they are, with the occasional ripped out Vivian Campbell solo. And obviously the, the keyboard intro to Holy Diver, which, let's be honest, just adds the entire ambiance to that song. Sets up the whole... Dun, 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 dun. Yes. And Fred, let me ask you a question. Honest answer. I think we'd probably both agree Heaven and Absolutely. Hell and Holy Diver are the two most similar songs. Do you like Heaven and Hell better than Holy Diver, honestly? <laughs> that song? I rest my case. No, I don't. I don't. Honestly, Cap I like Heaven I and Hell better. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Geezer Butler. That baseline is so simplistic, yet it's so catchy. I love you know, Heaven and Hell. Geezer just shines through the whole album. Uh, if you listen to Lady Evil and um, Wish, well, that bass is just like, yeah, you know, so dominant, so catchy. Just, yeah, you know, Geezer just killed it um, with the bass on that. You know, but yeah, you know, of course, Tony, Tony Iommi, you know, the Godfather of the dark riff. You know, um, you know, he tore it up. Neon Lights was just. Yeah, yeah, super heavy. Um, yeah, Die Young was is um, yeah my other favorite song on that uh, that album. Um, hey, hey, Fred. I know Jay always talks about an idea, and I'd be interested in doing it. Why don't we go All track right, by track through uh, these records? I think. Uh, I've I've been listening Let's to it. I'm open. I'm heavy open the past idea. couple of weeks. Uh, I think the similarities between the two are kind of like, uh, I think Neon Nights and um, Stand Up and Shout when you line them up as you know opening tracks, you know they're just like really hard and to the point. Like excellent starts, super fast for the albums. Um, I think rhythmically, Heaven and Hell and Holy Diver, uh, you know. Very, very similar. Um, yeah, the, the ballady type songs like Children of the Sea and Don't Talk to Strangers. Yeah, they got that real harmonious opening and then they, you know, cut to like really hard, uh, you know, guitar playing. Well, if I'm going to compare the first track, Neon Nights versus Stand Up and Shout. I love Neon Nights, but I'm going to give the edge to stand up and shout. I just think it's heavier. I think it's more pissed off. And I think it's just a little more based in reality. And I, I like that about it. I like that about the song. I, like, I think Dio had a, a chip on his shoulder. And he wanted to stand up and shout. He wanted the world to hear it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I said before, this was his time to shine. It was his band, finally. It was his project. And he wanted you to hear it. You know, he wasn't going to be held down by the shackles anymore. So, I mean, that's my comparison of the first two songs. Um, second song is Children of the Sea and Holy Diver. I love Children of the Sea. It's probably the second best song on that record. Yeah, I guess I, I, guess I come but, out of order there. I got I you. Can, you can't not give the idea. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just I'm just following up on it. We we go back and forth on it. You know, after these two, I'm just going to go in order here for me. You know, if I'm going to go Holy Doctor versus Children of the Sea, I'm going to go. So let's so the first song when you say Stand Up and Shout versus Neon Knights. All right, I'm going to destroy my argument, but I'm going Stand Up and Shout. But it's by a it's by a nose hair. No, it's fair. I'm going to do the same thing. Because Neon Knights is a fantastic song. But um, okay. no, I, I agree with you on the subject matter. You know, Neon Knights is like, you know, if we're led to believe the live evil cover, it's medieval knights with lightsabers, yeah. which is awesome. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, part of the um, yeah. you know, the, the whole you know crux of rock and roll and heavy metal is uh, you know, being yourself. You know, giving the middle finger to the establishment. Yeah, you know, stand up and shout kind of goes for that. Uh, yep. yep. You know, and the second track, "Holy Diver, Children of the Sea." Uh, Children of the Sea is probably my second favorite song on Heaven and Hell. But well, I if you match Holy those Diver. two up, then you know? yeah, absolutely, "Holy Diver." Uh, yeah, I'm just going in order here for the sake of this. Then the third track, "Lady Evil." Um, I'm versus going uh, Lady Gypsy. Evil. I, I'll probably go Lady of Evil. Uh, yeah, but I do. I to me, these are probably the two biggest filler tracks, almost. Maybe Wishing Well on Heaven and Hell, but I, that's and I I like Gypsy a lot. One thing I love about Gypsy, it's very heavy, great guitars, and Dio's vocals are unbelievable. He, I mean, he's he sounds almost like Brian Johnson in the verses. So I I, I, I again I like both songs because these are two great records. So when I say they're not the best songs on the record. I'm not dissing either one. Yeah. You know, I love both, but I'll, I'll give you Lady Evil on that one. Um, then, obviously, track four, we got Heaven and Hell versus Caught in the Middle. Now, see, unfortunately, this is how the matchup affects, just like in before. Obviously, we're both going to go Heaven and Hell here. And so, yeah. Well, of course. Obviously, the you're going to agree, I, right, Fred? I, you know, switched them up uh, earlier in the discussion. Of course. Yeah, no, yeah, I know, but I figure I'll do this yeah, anyway. I'm like, going to do it anyway. But caught, of course. But I'm going to say this: I think "Caught in the Middle" is one of my favorite songs on the Holy Diver record. So just because of obviously not having in hell in this matchup, "Caught in the Middle" is like unbelievable. It's probably next to "Rainbow in the Dark," the second poppiest song. It's just very melodic, and I love the lyrics. They're very like motivational. Uh, and now here we go to track five. Uh, Don't talk to strangers. Versus Wishing Bell, it's it's blowing it out of the water. To me, Don't Talk to Strangers is an unbelievable song. And I didn't get into the lyrics earlier, if I may. What great lyrics of Don't Talk to Strangers. I mean, this is another one of his like good and evil songs. You know, basically, it's about all the things that you want to do in life. But it's like, they're bad for you, you know? And it's like the devil is telling you. It almost reminds me of, like, you know, Lucifer in the Garden of Eden telling Adam and Eve not to bite the apple. <laughs> you know, um, let me go back here a second. I wanted to actually look at this. Don't talk to strangers because they're only there to do you harm. But are they? Sometimes you meet your best friends when you talk to strangers, you know, and then don't write in starlight because the, the words may come out real. Don't hide in doorways. You may find the key that opens up your soul. Don't go to heaven because it's really only hell. So are these necessarily bad things? Not necessarily, but then he's like lining them up with evil things. You know, so it's like, again, it's like, don't smell the flowers. They're an evil drug to make you lose your mind. Don't dream of women. Because they'll only <laughs> bring you down. <laughs> what a fucking great tune, man. It's literally like fucking the devil talking Adam and Eve in the, in the Garden of Eden. You know, here we are in the real world. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. But in the Garden of Eden, it was the forbidden apple. And that's what the song is. Everything is the forbidden apple. And, the, and then he gets, I... He goes, hey, you, you know me. You've touched me. I'm real. This is like the devil talking to him, the devil in him. I forever, the one that lets you look and see and feel me. I'm danger. I'm the stranger. I am the darkness. I'm anger. I'm pain. I, I'm master. The evil song you sing inside your brain drive you insane. Don't talk. Don't let them inside your mind. Run away. Run. Go. I, I, I know I'm going crazy here, but I, I what another great fucking tune. I didn't even get into that earlier. How good it is. Um, you know, so that's obviously that matchup. And then we have Die Young, track six versus Straight Through the Heart. I'm wow, going Die Young. That's a tough one. What do you think, Fred? That, that's 
Yeah, that's nothing against. I'm going straight to the heart. I got to do it. (laughs) You know, it it, it says it all, you know. Live for today, you know, because in case tomorrow never comes. I agree with the sentiment. I do. And it's one of the better songs on Heaven and Hell. But I think, again, to me, this shows why I love Holy Diver so much. All these songs are so good. You know, straight through the heart, again, he's pissed off. You know, all the, all the ways you can get screwed in this world. You know, and it's like a stab straight through the heart. Um, so then we got track seven, Invisible um, versus Walk Away. I got to go Invisible, man. To me, Walk Away is the ultimate filler track on there. On having it's not terrible. terrible, but thoughts? What do you think? I gotta go walk think? away because you know, um, geezer Butler on the base again. Um, you know, maybe I'm not paying enough uh attention to the lyrics, but you know, geezer Butler, the whole album killed it, and that's one of my favorite um, you know, tracks where, where geezer just. You know, just tore it up on the bass. Yeah, I, I just can't compare it to Invisible. And I think here's where we're going to slam dunk it for me. Track eight, Rainbow in the Dark, versus probably my second favorite song on Heaven and Hell, believe it or not. Lonely. I think Lonely is the Wind, Lonely is the Word, is the second best on that record next to Heaven and Hell, for my, for my taste. Um, And I might take Lonely is the Word over Rainbow in the Dark. Wow. We're, we're, we're going to break in opposite this is where directions is jamming. What's that, Frank? <laughs> we, we may, but that being said, just because I say it personally, I think the world would go rainbow in the dark. It's one of the most recognizable heavy metal songs ever written. So I'm going to have to say in reality, rainbow in the dark, even though for me personally, I love lonely is the word. I acknowledge that it, it's, it's, it's an unfair comparison. But I just love Lonely is the Word. I love the, the, the breakdowns with Oyomi's two long solos. Notice the how the themes are similar. How do you go against Rainbow songs. in the Dark? Loneliness. Yeah, very true. Very true. And then, unfortunately, we can't do a track nine comparison because only one of them has a track nine, which is Holy Diver. And again, it might be the true masterpiece of the record, Shame on the Night. The song about darkness encompassing your soul. The song about the fear of the dark, being lost in your thoughts in the dark. That's why Shame of the Night. And then again, it's got that ultimate doom outro. It was doom metal, like vintage Ozzy Sabbath uh, at the end. And, uh, it's got that little crucify the uh, diver mask lyric at the end. So uh, I don't think I have anything else to add, guys. I mean, I think I've made my points. And to me, Holy Diver is the, the album here for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, Holy Diver, it's, uh, it, it certainly seemed inspired a lot by Heaven and Hell. Uh, you know, as we went through the, uh, you know, the entire, uh, you know, track listings, you know, the, the similarities in the songs. Uh, I'm here. I was just, uh, you guys are, you guys are doing <laughs> Where's our job, Bob. Uh... No, I'm here. I just, I you know, it, I, I'm, we, we you guys kept going, running so I'm letting go. <laughs> I only step in when I feel, uh, you know, things are out of line or, you know. But, uh, I mean, are we ready for closing yeah. arguments? Well, at I, this mean, point? I think I, I'm going to rest my case. I'm going to say yes. Okay, so, so Aaron. I'm uh, ready. I'm ready. Why don't you give me your closing I'm argument? Ready. I mean, I think I've pretty much done it. I mean, I think Holy Diver is the quintessential Dio record. I think, you know, he assembled a superstar band. He basically launched the career of Vivian Campbell, who's widely considered one of the greatest heavy metal guitarists of all time. This is the album where he finally stood on his own. Uh, It was his project. He wasn't, uh, you know, uh, shadowed by other artists. Um, And it showed in the material. He was pissed off. The songs were heavier than anything he'd done before, faster than anything he'd done before. And I think most of these songs are more memorable than anything on Heaven and Hell, with the exception of the song Heaven and Hell. Okay. And, I rest uh, my case. Freddie, have it. You um, give us your closing that's argument. closed out for me. Heaven and Hell is Dio's debut. 
Dio did Heaven and Hell, and the world knew who Dio was. We know who Dio is here. Um, you know, he did Elf before that. Uh, he was uh, he was in Rainbow, but he got to Black Sabbath, and the world knew who Dio was. And you know, he he took a band who uh, was you know down in the dumps, uh, a legendary band that lost its way, and you know, with his lyric writing, his new lyrical style, um, you know, I feel like Dio, as much as I love Ozzy as a vocalist, as much as I love all of Ozzy's stuff, and I love Ozzy's version of Sabbath more than Dio's stuff, I gotta say, I think with Dio's vocal range, they couldn't play as hard as they played on um, Heaven and Hell and Mob Rules. Um yeah, I feel like Dio breathed like a whole new life into that band. Now, Aaron mentioned, you know, that you know, and that Rolling Stone put, you know, um, the Rainbow album, you know, high up on its list. But let's face it, before Dio went to Black Sabbath, nobody really even knew who Rainbow was. Um, you know, like I said, everybody here does. You know, hardcore rock bands know, but Rainbow is relatively unknown. Um you know, I feel like most you know rock enthusiasts knew who Black Sabbath was, and you know they they you know bringing Dio on that was a thing that you know that brought them back from you know the edge of you know going into obscurity forever with whatever experimental you know garbage they were going to put out next if Ozzy stayed with the band, you know. Tony, when he finished, when Sabbath finished Heaven and Hell, Tony said it was going to take us three years to do this with, with Ozzy. You know, with Dio's vocal range and, you know, giving his, uh, you know, lending his spin to the lyrics. Yeah, you know, it was like less than a year and it was done. And Heaven and Hell came out. Fans responded to it. Like I said, it went certified platinum. Uh, probably also fair to point out. Uh, even though I kind of trashed the platinum argument earlier, um, yeah, Holy Diver also went platinum, uh, but it should be noted that it didn't go platinum until 1989, uh, six years after it was released. It wasn't even the first Dio album to go platinum. Um, it was the last in line that went platinum. Uh, you know, and then Holy Diver went platinum later. Um, but yeah, Dio. Brought Sabbath back. Heaven and Hell is the ultimate Dio album. Just, you know, for what he brought to Sabbath to, to, to rock and roll with the album, you know, he gave us the metal horns when he was with Sabbath, and yeah, that's about all I got. Wow. Well, I, I got to say, uh, you, go, you guys both did an excellent job. Uh, at this time, the courtroom is adjourned. Uh, we will be back after this break. And uh, I will have a decision on which of these two albums takes the cake as the definitive album in Dio's arsenal. Hey, I'm Kevin. Hey, I'm Johnny Ying. Tune into our radio show, Philly Rock Live. We play the classic hard rock and metal from the 70s and 80s. We grew up on. We play the new music those same bands are making today. And we play new music from around the world. Not to mention the great bands from our own local scene. You will not hear a mix of music like this anywhere else. If it kicks ass, we, we play, play it. Philly Rock Live. Thursday, 7 to 9 p.m. Philly time. On phillyrockradio.com. Listen online with your mobile device or even your smart speaker. And we're back. Okay, folks. So now it's time for me to give my assessment of both records uh, before I render a verdict. Uh, first of all, let me just say, uh, Heaven and Hell was actually the first album that I ever heard. So uh, first metal album uh, in Aaron's cousin's basement. So uh, it, it means a lot to me, uh, you know, personally. <laughs> Uh, I, I got to say, but, you know, both albums have tracks that are similar in what they represent for, for the band, as you guys hit on. Uh, fillers, there's, there's really no filler on either record. I mean, you know, there may be a couple tracks on each album that aren't, you know, great, 
like you said, gypsy and uh, walk away. But for the most part, you know, there's zero filler. Uh, I mean, obviously, you have your obvious standouts like Holy Diver, Heaven and Hell, Rainbow in the Dark, you know, Stand Up and Shout. Uh, you know, in my opinion, I, 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 I actually happen to think that Children of the Sea is the, the masterpiece on Heaven and Hell. That's just my opinion. Uh, you know, I don't think it gets the credit. You know, it doesn't have the name that, you know, the name value that Heaven and Hell brings. But to me, that's that's actually the best track on that album. Uh, that's, you know, uh, Lonely is the Word, I, I believe, is also, you know, up there, too. And it never gets any, you know, it doesn't get the credit that, you know, these other songs get. I mean, I, honestly, both records are elite and iconic. I mean, you have Heaven and Hell, which revitalized Black Sabbath's career, put him back at the top of the heavy metal food chart. Uh, I also believe that that record established a new type of music, like in itself, like a new style, uh, you know, that we call power metal. Uh, I think it was basically the first version of that. If you listen to, you know, the album from front front to back. Uh, in retrospect, Holy Diver was, you know, the album that turned Dio into an icon. Uh, both records are extremely close to me as far as uh, metrics go. Uh, Aaron, you hit on this. Uh, I, I was, you know, surprised that you, you did, but it you can't discredit it. Rolling Stones' top 100 albums uh Top 100 metal albums of all time. Uh, the fact that Holy Diver came in at 16 and Heaven and Hell was 37. I mean, that, that's 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 a telling sign right there because you know I'm not that Rolling yep. Stone is the end be all end all, but obviously, you know, a lot of experts were involved in that, and you know they 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 put Holy Diver there. Now, in you know, in retrospect, Heaven and Hell finished 28th on the billboard charts where holy diver only hit 56 so you know you can look at it both ways there uh and you know both both out to me like i said both albums are so it's so close like it really was going to come down to you know how how you guys argued it out because to me uh and and this is why you know we kind of before the show decided that I was going to be the judge. I was kind of more of the one in the middle. So, it, you know, it has to be, you know, somebody, you know, fair. It wouldn't be fair if I was like a diehard Holy Diver guy because, you know, then I wouldn't really be able to give a fair uh, opinion. So I had to go, you know, like I said, I think that, you know, both records, as, as you guys hit on, are, you know, iconic. I mean, that that's a given. I mean, that's why they're, that's why they're, they're in this uh on the show because you know we're trying to pick albums that are you know that are close you, you don't want to pick you know albums that you know one's good and one's terrible or else we would you know what would be the reason of having a debate right um, uh yep. you know like i said I, you know I, looking at some of the uh tracks for me you know my own assessment you know stand up and shout neon nights now yes they're very similar but I believe that Stand Up and Shout kind of is like Neon neon Nights on steroids. It, you know, it was like Dio took it to another level. Like, the, the effect that Neon Nights has, like, you know, Stand Up and Shout is like 10 times more. And, and I think a lot of that had to do with, and, I, and I'm not saying that Vivian Campbell is a better guitarist, per se, than, than uh, Tony Iommi. But I feel on this album, like Vivian Campbell's solos were ridiculous. I mean, especially on, you know, Holy Diver, Rainbow and, you know, Rainbow in the Dark. And my actual personal favorite on the Holy Diver album is Don't Talk to Strangers. That's my favorite track. And, and you know, it's funny that Aaron was saying, you know, he didn't hit on it enough. And then, and then he came back to it. Uh that song is phenomenal. I mean, that could actually very well be the best song on the album. I know Holy Diver is just so iconic, but if you look at the, the songwriting, 
the lyrics, everything about that song is like elite. Like the tone, the composition, and the solo, everything. So, you know, uh, you know, we can go to Holy Diver versus Children of the Sea. I know you guys kind of did that in your, you know, back and forth. Um, honestly, I'm higher on Children of the Sea because uh, I, I, I think that's the best album on Heaven and Hell. Um, you know, it's got that, you know, Holy Diver has the atmospheric intro, uh, the catchy chorus, Dio's vocals, and, you know, obviously Vivian's solo. But, you know, Children of the Sea, uh, and, and Fred, you hit on this, you know, the bass, the bass and the rhythm section on that song is maybe possibly the, the best in, in, you know, as far as metal tracks of that, of their era. Um, like I said, I, I love both albums, uh, but obviously, um, you know, as the judge, it's not my, it's not about my opinion. It's about which is the, you know, better album, but instead, uh, you know, who, who had a better argument? Uh, so, you know, I, I did take notes, uh, during this, so I want to kind of go back. Um, so, you know, Aaron, uh, you hit on the, uh, you hit on some good things. Um, you know, first of all, radio play, as you said, you know, you know, to the, in, in this day and age, you, you hear a lot more songs from the Holy Diver album than you do of heaven and hell. Uh, yeah, you hear heaven and hell. And occasionally I hear neon nights on the radio. But that's about it. Children of the Sea, you know, maybe, you know, if you go on like XM radio or something, but I'm just saying on regular radio, I never hear those songs, but I, I will hear Stand Up and Shout. I will hear, you know, Caught in the Middle. Uh, you know, you, you go down the line. So I think that that's, that's a telltale sign uh, and an excellent uh, argument. Great feather in your cap there. Uh you know, you also did say that on that list of the uh, top 100 records from Rolling Stone, you know, Sabbath had five records ahead of Heaven and Hell. So what that tells me is that, you know, most people believe that Heaven and Hell is a great album. Obviously, it hit 37, but you have five Sabbath albums ahead of Heaven and Hell. And then not to mention Holy Diver's 16th. So, and it is. Holy Diver, of, if I, I think, is two, ahead of, all but two. Of, I think there's only two, two of the, you know, Sabbath, which would be Paranoid uh, Sabbath, and, uh, Sabbath. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Sabbath. Yeah, which, uh, which yeah. I don't know about. That, Best of Reality, point. I think, was ranked behind it. <laughs> um, yeah. Freddie, uh, you, you also <laughs> made, you know, a couple of really good arguments. Uh, you know, the one... You know, the revitalization of Sabbath, obviously, you know, if it weren't for that album, you know, you're right. Sabbath might not have continued because they were really playing shitty. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. I, I mean, I am not a fan of those two albums before. Um, you know, Dio did make that band relevant. Give Technical Ecstasy another chance. I think you'll be pleasantly uh, surprised. I like that record. I like both of them. Not many people, you know, people gloss over technical technical ecstasy. Usually, uh, case study number one and how underrated a drummer Bill Ward is is that solo in Supernaut. Case study number two is uh, a song from Technical Ecstasy called Gypsy. Uh, He opens on the drums in that song, and it's. Uh, I would definitely give it another shot because you're you're the uh, quintessential Sabbath fan, so. Because of that, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. Um, you know, I, there, there's a couple things that I wish that you would have hit on more, Fred, because like I said, you, you did really have some good points, but you, you, you could have touched more about how, you know, how you, you did hit on heaven and hell. But like I said, I wish you would have hit on like children of the sea and lonely is the word. Um, Cause you know, 
like I said, I don't think you, I don't think you hit enough on the points that you could have hit on. Uh, Die Young, another amazing song. So, uh, you know, I think that's something that, you know, could have swayed my argument. But uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, I am ready for my verdict and I'm going to have to side with uh, Aaron on this one. Objection, uh, Your Honor! Uh, I just think, you know, oh, I, I, I think, you know, he he proposed the better arguments. Like I said, I love both albums, and I'm not going to lie to you. I came into this show, and, and I was almost thinking that Heaven and Hell was, like, you know, a no-brainer, like, done deal. And Aaron definitely swayed my opinion with his arguments. So, excellent job, Aaron. And, and Freddie, you, you did a great job. I mean, like I said, I had to uh, go by, you know, what was proposed. Thank and you, I think you had the best arguments. So, Yeah, I can't bellyache too much. I love them both. <laughs> I love them both, too. I'm going to make a confession. Before we talked about doing the show, I was more of a Heaven and Hell fan. I'm going to be honest. And it's not because I was right. It's because I hadn't really dove into these two records deeply enough in a very long time. And I kind of always would just biasly side with Black Sabbath. Because, Fred, I'm the, I'm the hugest Sabbath fan you'll ever meet. I love Sabbath. And Jay's right. We used to jam. Uh, I, used, we used to, I used to have a cassette. One side had Paranoid, the other side had Heaven and Hell on a cassette. So we, it was like an, it actually came from the store that way. Um, but we used to jam those two records. So I was biased to heaven and hell. I hadn't really sat down and listened to the Holy Diver record front to back in years. Years. And then diving into this show, I was like, holy shit, what have I been missing? So, based on that, I recommend you guys both go dive into this Holy Diver record a lot more. Because I really changed my mind. I really actually prefer Holy Diver over the Heaven and Hell album. I mean, so you know, ob- obviously, <laughs> you know, they're definitely one and two but, in his catalog. I mean, that's, that's a no-brainer. But Holy Diver's obviously one. Uh, after this show anyway <laughs> hopefully the uh yeah you know, i'd like to be interested to see what uh some of you know our listeners think we should do a poll when, when we uh you know put this out yeah but i think uh we established here on the show that um, holy diver I still got your <laughs> motion all right you're ready to uh throw in an appeal <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a uh, retrial. I mean, I think it was. I'll let this one sink in first. Oh, go ahead. What were you saying? No, nah, I'll... Nah, I'll let it sink in first. Well, I mean, like I said, it's all fun. I mean, we definitely uh. had a good time <laughs> on this. And, uh, you know, I, I, I oh, think yeah, we absolutely. all agree, like I said, that, that they're both great albums. I mean, it, it's. It's it's like picking your favorite child, like Aaron always says. It it, it really is. It, it, it's it's so hard, and and you really do yeah. have to take deeper dives into it because, like I said, they both have iconic. They're both iconic records. They both have multiple iconic tracks. I mean, we could say Heaven and Hell, and you know Neon Knights are iconic on on the Heaven and Hell album, and you know Holy Diver and Rainbow in the Dark are iconic, but. You know, I think it's those deep cuts, and I think if you really do look top to bottom on each album, I think Holy Diver definitely has more deep cuts and and the better deep cuts. Just 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 like I, I you know I pointed out, you know, uh, don't talk to strangers. Like I said, that's my favorite track, and I and I think if you look at it that way, and you say, "Wow, don't talk to strangers" is actually the best track on that album. That's fucking, that's insane because, well. Yeah, I think you could make the same argument for Shame on the Night. Well, no, you're, and you're right. And that's my point. So if you have multiple songs on that that are better than Holy Diver and Rainbow in the Dark, then that's, then I think it's a wrap. I mean, you can't, because you can't look at Heaven and Hell and say that. Like I say, to me. Yeah, and I I mean, yeah, thoughts, Freddie? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, now that the fighting's over, I'm just going to go on record and say Stand Up and Shout is my favorite song on uh, Holy Diver. 
it's just so full of energy and it's even on my running playlist. It, it, it gets me going. It's, yeah, it's hard not to. It's just, it's powerful. Yes, yeah, indeed. Yeah, definitely. A... Anyway, Fred, oh, I got to say, it was, it was definitely a pleasure an excellent debate. So, right. well, I hope I hope you enjoyed the show, guys. Awesome. Anyway, Jay, uh, this completes out. our uh, next edition of the And the Gavel Will Rock podcast. Uh, as I said, Freddie, it was a great pleasure. As always, thanks for having me. Looking forward to coming. We're looking back. forward to having you. Maybe next time you'll be the judge, and I'll be the uh, the counsel. Awesome, Aaron. Judge Aaron, it's been great. There you go, Freddie. It's been great. Peace out, guys. Yes, sir. Thanks for listening to And the Gavel Will Rock with Jason Voorhees and Aaron Savage. Oh, yeah. Tune in next time when two more iconic albums stand trial. Got a request? Like us on Facebook and hit us up on Twitter at Gavel Will Rock or email us at and the Gavel Will Rock at gmail.com.